The Masquerade Hair. Spring 1982, two physics professors stand in an open field. One leans on a shovel as the other points to a statue atop a hill as the sun reaches a specific point in the sky, casting a long shadow that looks like a finger pointing to something. They have followed the instructions the small furry animal gave them to the letter. They were led to this location, to this buried treasure. This is not an extract from a C.S. Lewis novel. This is the true story of the masquerade hare, a fascinating story of art, mystery, deception, love, modern folklore, and the spawning of a new genre, the armchair treasure hunt. In the mid-70s, struggling artist Kip Williams was approached by publishing firm Jonathan Cape with a commission of producing a picture book for children. Williams was a very talented artist and had a passion for creating illustrations of immense, intricate detail with a depth that echoed the styles of Hieronymus Bosch and Salvador Dali. However, he had grown tired of children casting a second's glance over his images before turning the page. He was struck by the desire to do something completely different and introduce a narrative into his images that would lure the reader into the frame and hold them there. It was at this time the concept of masquerade was born. Williams encoded a secret message inside the frames of 15 beautiful, detailed templates accompanied by the story of a hare named Jack Hare. Both the images and the story are steeped in traditional British folklore that resonate with the reader in a way that only ancient stories can. Jack the Hare was a messenger between the feminine moon and the masculine sun. Although it is not included in this story, there are multiple examples of the moon and sun being lovers across cultures. It is a common narrative that the moon and sun were in love. In varying versions, this was forbidden and they were forced to never see each other again, which is why they chase each other through night and day, desperate to reunite. In William's story, Jack the Hare is to take a gift from the moon to the sun, but on his journey, it is lost. This is where the armchair treasure-hunting genre is conceptualised. Williams tasked his readers with finding the gift which actually existed in real life and was buried somewhere in England. Tom Mashler of Jonathan Cape Publishers was somewhat surprised when Williams got in touch three years after they had discussed the commission to say it was finished. What's finished? I thought. I had almost forgotten. At this point, Williams asked for an advance on the book's profits, which he was given. He used all the money to buy gold and began crafting a spectacular 18-carat golden hair, the masquerade hair, decorated with ornate trinkets and details that sparkled and chimed. It was a real-life treasure, and so he sealed it in a ceramic casket to prevent metal detectors picking it up and buried it in the location he had encoded in his book, then went back to his cottage in Gloucestershire to wait for letters from readers who would guess its location. The letters came, then some more. It soon became clear that the book and the hunt had ignited something in the public's imagination. The publishers were thrilled to be unable to cope with demand and ordered more copies to be printed in Germany, Italy, Australia, the US, and even Japan, where it was called Kamen Butukei. They were distributed worldwide. Although the treasure was buried in England, Williams promised readers that if they posted him the correct location and showed how they had solved the riddle, he would pay for their flights to come and dig it up. 
A generation were enraptured with this real-life treasure hunt and spent months, then years, studying the images which were steeped in folklore and symbolism. To solve the hidden riddle, you must use your eyes and find the hair in every picture that may point you to the prize. However, with riddles, all is never as it seems. In March 1982, Williams received a letter from Ken Thomas containing a crude map showing the exact location of the treasure with no solution attached. It had been over two years since the book was first published and he had received thousands of letters and read every single one. Although there was no solution provided, this was the first to show the correct location and Williams was overjoyed that the hunt had finally come to an end and the hare would be freed from its tomb. Although Ken Thomas was not Ken Thomas. His real name was Dougal Thompson. He was using an assumed name because he had not followed the hare to the prize at all, but used more clandestine measures. Dougald had already been looking for buyers in the US and had little interest in the legacy of the hunt. Williams wouldn't see his creation again until they were briefly reunited in 2018. The true identity of Dougal Thompson wasn't revealed until 1988, when the whole story would be uncovered as his company went into liquidation. He had formed a software company called Hairsoft. Using the masquerade hair as a prize for anyone who completed it, the game was called Hair Razor, and is considered to be one of the worst games ever produced. A failed attempt at building on the masquerade hair treasure hunt legacy, he was forced to sell the hair at Sotheby's to cover the costs of his failed business venture. The hair sold for £31,900. Williams attended and even bid, but was unable to go beyond £6,000. Dougald had befriended Williams' ex-girlfriend, who had been living with him at the time he produced the masquerade concept. Months after they were separated, she was searching a field in Ampt Hill where she believed the hare may have been buried, but to no avail. Dougald encouraged her to renew her efforts, and they found the hare days after it had already been dug up by physics professors Mike Barker and John Rousseau. The pair had sent a letter to Williams detailing their correct solution and the location. Unfortunately, he would receive Dougald's letter days before. The professors actually dug the hair up, but mud surrounded the ceramic container and they threw it to one side. Dougald claimed it later that day. The hunt ended, but Williams' work continued. He produced a second book, which was untitled, the goal of the book this time was to find the title, hidden within the images, and send him a letter without using words, explaining the title to win a golden bee. Williams continues to produce inspiring images, overloaded with symbology and storytelling strokes, to this very day.